The following is a paid program on this station. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Retirement Freedom, a program about how to realize your retirement dreams with your hosts Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter and sponsored by SC Financial Group, an independent advisory investment firm located in Bellevue, Washington. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions, not just about wealth accumulation, but also about wealth distribution, how to grow your money, how to keep it safe, and how to plan for retirement. The lines are open so you can call in and ask your financial and retirement questions at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. And now, here are your hosts for Retirement Freedom, Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter. Well, good morning, everybody. Shane Kloniger here. Susan Carter here with me. Uh, the morning of the 19th. If you want to call in, 800-465-8770. Listen to Retirement Freedom here on AM 770 KTTH. Uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Hopefully you uh, enjoyed uh, Jerry and uh, Rajiv on the prior hour. So uh, uh, now it's our turn. Uh, 800-465-8770. If you want to call in, it could be any financial question on the planet, uh, except for Bitcoin. But any other thing <laughs> on the in the world, I'm happy to talk about You're today. just tired of answering uh, Bitcoin. I'm, just, I'm tired of the musical chair question. Uh, 800-465-8770. If you want to call in, go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com. While you're there, you can see our workshops. You can see all of our different uh, – you can see some past shows. You can see a lot of different education. You can see our bios. Uh, Susan and I are based out of our Bellevue, Washington office and uh, retirement freedom headquarters, if you will. <laughs> Our radio headquarters, and um, uh, you know, you can look at the website and see all you know what we're about, what we talk about, how what our vision is around financial planning, investment management. Uh, you know, we call it the three pillars. You got to have good financial management, good investment management, and Susan, good income planning. That's right. Income planning should not be this three pager inside of your financial plan. Uh, what are you worried about in retirement? You're worried about income. Uh, you know, you've learned if you're 65 years old, you've learned there's good markets and bad markets and you can, you know, your statements are going to go up and down if you're associated with the stock market. I'm sorry, just because you're retired, that's not going to change. What will change though, is you don't have a paycheck anymore. That's right. You have to create your own paycheck off of your assets, unless you're extremely lucky and between a pension and social security, you got all your income covered. But I haven't met too many people who are in that that situation. Well, you know, and we do have a few. We, we have, have a, a few. We have, a, we have a many Boeing clients, and in those Boeing clients, we have a couple, uh, a few families that were married, and of course, mm-hmm. they both got jobs at Boeing, that's and that's right. where they met and uh, raised a family, etc. Now they got two Boeing pensions, two Social Security checks. They're blessed. And guess what's coming around the corner? Though it's seventy and a half. They're going to have two required minimum distributions out of their VIP plans. <laughs> so uh, now all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I got way too much income coming in. Uh, so you gotta, you got to realize that eventual chronological order of income as it's coming into your household for retirement. You have to realize that when you're in your late 50s. That's where design comes into play. Absolutely. Anticipating what those draws are going to be required to be versus 
uh, even other situations, what you, you're going to need if you don't have that situation and mm-hmm. you're, you're going to, ha- maybe you only have the one Boeing pension. Sure. And, uh, two spouses with social security. And now you've got, uh, a situation in which you've got some future planning to do. Early days of retirement might look pretty rosy, but if you elect to take the pension option, mm-hmm. no cost of living on that. So every year the value of that pension is decreasing. So when you're doing that income stacking and you're taking a look at what's the effect over the decades, you know, your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, probably even 100s for some some folks listening to this show right now, uh, you know, when you're looking at all of those different decades, you have to also realize that most of the planning that occurs is on a linear basis, meaning that it's a straight line basis. Here's my money. Here's my average rate of return. Am I going to make it or not? Um, but you know what? Life isn't that exact. So what what's going to happen and what we've learned is in your 60s, you're going to you're going to covet that time. You're going to say, wow, you know, 60s. I'm feeling good. I'm retired finally. I can go do the things I want to do, travel, uh, be more active on the things I've always wanted to do here in the last 10 years, but I just kind of put it off till retirement. The 60s are really important, and you're going to spend more money in your 60s. Then the 70s, a little bit less. You might take a couple of those big last trips in your 70s that might, the last you know big trip to Europe or something like that that lasts a month. And then you're going to go into your 80s, and now you're starting to look at the situation of you're worried about inflation, how your fixed income was positioned, uh, how you're invested, what kind of risk are you taking. You may begin to need new services and assistance uh, that cost more. Your mm-hmm. in, your income needs might actually escalate. Yep. Your health care situation starts coming into play. Not that it can in your 60s or 70s, but uh, the likelihood of you going out and uh, creating a whole new uh, expenditure line, if you will, on your budget at 85 isn't as great as at 65 when you decide to go try something new. Um, we, we've just learned that from working with clients. So, uh, that's a, that's an important thing to really understand is that aspect. If you go to our website, uh, and you take a look at all the different white papers that we place on our website, our newsletters, all of these different types of educational materials that we make, uh, available to everybody at no charge. If you go out there, one of the things you're going to see that we posted this week is basically the pension alternative, which is immediate annuities. And a lot of, it's a really boring topic, at least for me as a planner, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's not exciting like the stock market or the bond market or mutual funds or exchange trade of funds, you know, all those different types of right. strategies that we also use in the office. But it's an, it's something that you have to realize has occurred in this country, which is that we've gone from a pension-based society when you retire to a 401k-based society, meaning the risk is all back on you. And there's a lot of people that are retiring that remember their parents with these great pensions. And they yearn for that. It's like, they do. I, I wish my retirement could be as simple as my parents was. We just had this comment for somebody who came into our office last week. Right. Even though they were able to get more cash flow on a monthly basis from other strategies, they chose simplistically annuitizing or or basically taking an immediate annuity off of an, an account they already had. They, they decided that's what they wanted to do merely because of simplicity, which we totally understand because that's what we're trying to do for people going into retirement is make right. it simple. You know, and oftentimes if someone has made it through the more expensive portions of, of life 
in your in your mid seventies or early eighties, you don't have as many years of life left to mm-hmm. have to cover, mm-hmm. and your desire to have a complex portfolio is probably diminishing because it's like, you know, yeah, I don't have as many years to cover, but boy, I sure can't blow it. Mm -hmm. So I can see where this is this type of an approach of, of creating kind of a pension for yourself would be highly Mm -hmm. attractive to a person in that situation because you know, life is complex and getting older is hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a complex world out there. I can, I can understand the yearning for having a steady income stream. And in that situation, I think that that, like in, in that client's situation, because of the age of the client and what that person was looking at, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we've always talked on this show. There's never, yeah. We've always right talked way. about making it to the finish line. That's right. I mean, you make it to the finish line. You have enough assets. You have you've bought pretty much what you need, except for maybe a couple new cars going into retirement. Uh, you know, you've done a good job of setting yourself up, and but now you got to move back and forth across the finish line. So let's suppose that you built a lot of that wealth in the stock market, and the stock market falls by thirty percent. Now all of a sudden, you're like ba- that's never happened. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so then you look at it and you go, wow, you know what? I felt really good when I had thirty percent more in assets, and now I've only been retired a year, and now I'm thirty percent less. Am I okay? Am I going to make it? So for some people, they just don't want the stress of that even being an issue mm-hmm. or a possibility. Uh, they just want to be able to know, you know what? The one thing I can't control is my budget. Here's my budget. I just need someone to tell me, how do I put together the income to match my budget? And if I do better, great. If I don't, well, then I'm still, I'm in safe zone. And that's what a lot of people want. And I think what's happened because of the popularity of the bull market, you know, in the stock market is that these people are left kind of to the side because of the fact that they want to be very, conservative. Right. And we've talked many years now that because of low interest rates, if you are a conservative investor, you have literally been penalized for being conservative because of the fact that interest rates have been so low. A lot of people were in CDs for a long period of time, living off of CDs when rates were higher in their retirement. And that's not a, that hasn't been a possibility because, you know, you're dipping into principle. You're going to run out of money, but I want to be conservative. So look at all the conservative options and, and don't allow the names to sway you. Look at what it does. Uh, because there's a lot of misinformation out there as far as annuities or stocks, bonds, ETFs, mutual funds. I come across it almost every day in my position. I'll read an article or I'll talk to somebody and it's not accurate. Right. It's just not accurate to the reality of what's going on. So so be careful is what I'm saying. Vet out, personally, vet out what it is that it does. Um, and then take a look at how it affects you personally in your own retirement. Absolutely. And I really am an advocate for having a blended approach. I don't think that it does um, serve people well to have all of their money in only one investment strategy, mm-hmm. no matter what agree, it course. is. Yeah. You know, for example, you know, the person you, know, you, you hear these ads about never buy an annuity, and I I think to myself, well, where are you going to get your income without mm-hmm. really eating into your principal if you've only had an, an, an aggressive stock portfolio approach mm-hmm. and the market does go through a period where it tanks 30 percent mm-hmm. you're going to eat up a lot of your shares just trying to make your bills well, when i when i hear that never buy an annuity i hear 
So are you saying never buy an immediate annuity or never buy a fixed annuity or never buy an indexed annuity or never buy a variable annuity? What are you talking about? Right. So what you're saying is if, if never buy an annuity, well, that means the immediate annuity, that's an annuity. You do realize, don't you, you're saying basically never buy a pension. Right. Or never have a pension. A pension's a terrible idea. That's just like the, the craziness I hear of, of never buy a, never put your money in a 401k. What are you kidding me? Yeah. You're actually going to publicly say that with a straight face? Never put your money in a 401k. Oh, uh, so so never take the match. Right. You should. The, the, you're telling me that taking taking money and getting a hundred, putting your money in a 401k and getting a hundred percent return on day one by by your company putting money in the in the account for you basically to match your, to match your contribution. You, yeah. You should never do that. That's a dumb idea. That's why I. Don't like those types of words. Never, always. They don't work well in financial planning. No. Because there's no two people alike. My favorite, no, though, no. and I know I'm getting off track here. No, I like this conversation. Uh, We're going to continue. Where I'm, <laughs> the one that really, really gets to me is when people are told, take your money and, and put it all in gold. An IRA. Yeah. We've and heard that for what, nine years now? I'm thinking to myself, okay, now yeah. how's that going to work so well for you? You know, and I've, I've looked at gold performance and it, it's beautiful if you can go decades. It can be horrendous if you need to sell some of it at the wrong time. So what do you do if you turn 70 and a half and you have to take some back out? I've been in the business for, I've been and in financial services time. now for three decades. Two of those decades, that would have been a bad choice. Yeah. Um, and you know, if what, you could wait three, then the numbers work. And what about the dividends on it? There aren't any. Exactly. So as I'm waiting for performance to come back, it's not like I'm buying a stock that's paying dividends and I'm waiting and I'm believing. Right. Um, I'm, I'm out 30% purchasing power plus some if I compound it for that decade. Uh, you know, this doesn't really, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'd say great if you're, if you really have a, a portion of your wealth that you don't really want to touch, mm-hmm. you know, and you're happy to take the, that, decade level risk and just say, Hey, this is for my future generation. I'm, I'm fine, sure in the I'm long haul. That. That's great. No, no, I'm fine. That's with an that. appropriate use. If you want to take 5% and you want to, you want to go buy, uh, coins or, or whatever you want to do and throw it in your safe at home. I fine. That's great. But the things you're talking about is saying when you put gold in your IRA, the that's one, a whole different picture. Well, even worse, the ones I was hearing about, well, it's probably what eight, nine years ago on the radio I heard all the time was, hey, you know what? Go to your IRA and cash out of your IRA and pay the tax no. bill. <laughs> no. Pay the tax bill and then go take the money and go put it all into gold. Oh, or the other one, the other one that was great was, here's what you got to do. Don't trust the paper companies. Don't trust the, I mean, the, the paper of a company. Don't trust that stuck. I mean, when's the last time that actually it's issued in paper anyway, but let's right. pretend that is the fact. Uh, you need to cash that out and put it all in gold or put it in a life insurance contract because then when you take the money out, you don't have to pay the taxes. So uh, you're telling me, wait, wait, wait let, me under, let me understand this. So you want me to go ahead and take my IRA. And pay the taxes. Pay the tax up front and then put it into a life insurance contract and then you, or life insurance policy, and now you want me to go ahead and take a loan against it and I'm better off because I'm not paying the, the terrible tax bill on it as I'm taking the money. Oh, by the way, oh, I forgot. You also have to pay the loan right. to take your money out. 
And, uh, oh, 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 one other little thing on that that you have to know is also you have to pay higher and higher internal costs on that life insurance policy. As you get older. As you get older for the right to borrow your own money at a rate. Uh, these are the things for all of our listeners that listen to us. Can you tell us? Can, can you tell that we're both tearing our hair out right now? We're having a tear our hair out <laughs> session. Here. It, it, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's be honest about this. this those are terrible ideas. <laughs> I'm not going to do that with my money. Nor right. would I ever tell my client to do that. Uh, it's ridiculous. However, this is the part that really bothers me about it. Is I know that there's somebody out there that will actually do it because based on what that person said mm-hmm. as advice. Yeah, that does bother me too. You need, you need to get more more than one perception on it. You I really say do. Come, come visit us, hear our perception, go out in the Seattle community, hear a couple more, pick the one that you think is accurate, mm-hmm. most importantly, and fits you personally. Right. And... That's the problem, though, is when you're seeking advice from somebody from on, in the financial world, how do you know that it's accurate? How do you know that it's just not what they're offering? And that's the reason why you need to really build your knowledge base. And Susan and I really believe this, is that you have to build your knowledge base around finance so that you can basically throw the ones that are no good out quickly. And then from there, you can determine what's best for you and your family. And that's the reason why we started to do this radio show was that we felt that based on our process from a financial planning basis that everybody should have the information to make a fair decision mm-hmm. about what's best for you. And uh, that's that's the key. Uh, if you go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com, you can find out all about us, uh, about our firm. We're based out of Bellevue, Washington. You can take a look at our show, Retirement Freedom, some past shows, as well as our newsletters and everything on there. I strongly urge you, if you get just the newsletter from us, we do it monthly, not quarterly, you're going to get four to five great concepts every single month. Sign up for it. There's no risk to you. We're not going to call you and hound you to come and see us. We actually don't even call the folks who sign up for our newsletter, believe it or not. Uh, that's how much we respect your privacy. But we also believe that when you see the way that we put together financial plans, the way we put together our investment management and our income management, you're going to come and see us anyway. So go to scfinancialgroup.com and take a look at all of that. Sign up for it. I, I, I urge you to do that. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to dig a little bit more into this annuity thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to break some myths. And uh, we're going to add some value to you listening to us today and taking the time on a Saturday morning. Listen with Shane and Susan, Retirement Freedom on AM 770 KTTH. We'll be right back. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. This is your opportunity to get impartial answers to your questions from Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane and Susan will be right back. Hi, this is Susan Carter from the Retirement Freedom Show. You have two choices in building your retirement nest egg. You can go it alone or seek the advice of professionals. At SC Financial Group, we take great pride in the amount of time we invest in educating each one of our clients. 
We believe a well-educated investor who continues to learn about their individual portfolios, taxation and income needs has less fear of these same topics. We also believe with less fear of the unknown, better decisions are possible. Don't run with the fearful pack. Come to our educational retirement workshop and let us build your knowledge base and confidence. Our next Planning for Retirement workshop takes place on Thursday, June 28th at 6.30 p.m. in our Bellevue office. Call to RSVP 425-451-2950 or go to our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and sign up today. Once again, the number to call, 425-451-2950 or our website, scfinancialgroup.com. Securities offered through Cataray Grant & Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Shane Kloniger. I hope you've been enjoying our show, Retirement Freedom. Whether you are a new listener or have been listening to us for years, I hope the show has been helpful. We have covered many topics over the years and have had some great phone calls from listeners seeking a better understanding of finance and investing. The one common denominator is a search for clarity and understanding how to put together a great retirement plan and strategy. Guess what? You can have access to our financial knowledge in person as we offer a complimentary retirement analysis to help get you started with a clear understanding of where you sit on the financial roadmap to retirement. Let's tackle this together. Call us at 425-451-2950 to set up your complimentary consultation in our Bellevue office or visit scfinancialgroup.com to learn more. Once again, the number to call is 425-451-2950 or visit our website at scfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for listening. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Welcome back to Retirement Freedom, everybody. Shane Kloniger here. Susan Carter here. On AM 770 KTTH, and you've heard us uh, ripping into our industry a little bit here. (laughs) Uh, 800-465-8770. We are live here. This is a time to call in if you like. Maybe, maybe you bought a, a a particular investment or a, you know, some type of a security or, uh, you know, uh, something specific or insurance that, that you're like, you know what? I'm not even sure why I bought this. I'm not even sure how this is really fitting to my overall situation. Or maybe I don't even understand how it actually works. I thought it was going to do X and it seems like it's doing Y. And I'm confused. Um, then Those give us a the, call. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's do Let, that. Let's, uh, you know, because what you're sharing is also going to help other people. That's a great thing about talk radio uh, that we've experienced over the years is that uh, your question is actually helping other people. And there are people that are listening, uh, and they'll listen to your question, and they'll nod their head, yeah, that's actually me. Uh, they won't call because they just don't want to be on the air. Uh, so if you are brave enough to call in and ask that question, you will be helping other people. That's something we have noticed about call and talk radio. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 800-465-8770. Uh, you can call into the station and we'll take your call. Uh, anytime during the hour, even if we start talking, just call in. We do have some lines open. Uh, and we'll get you in the queue. 800-465-8770. I want to go back to our posting, which was immediate annuities this week. Uh, you know, for us as financial planners, as I mentioned before at the beginning of the show, there's a lot sexier things we could be talking about around investments than immediate annuities. It's not really that exciting. 
Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You but give, what if you're the person who doesn't want exciting? Well, there you go, Susan. What are you saying? I'm saying some people want to just keep it simple. <laughs> I know. You I know, know, the old kiss. And you, and you are correct. Absolutely. And that's the reason why we don't make any assumptions whatsoever when somebody comes in to see us in our office of who they are based on their age or anything that they tell us about themselves when it comes to investing. We have people in that, we have clients in their 80s that want to be aggressive. We have clients in their late teens that are third generation clients with us that want to be conservative. It's your money, it's your right, but you have to understand what the effect's going to be. That's it. And that's the key. We just want to make sure that you're educated so you understand, based on your decision, what are your risks and rewards around that. Uh, the same with the median annuities. In a, in a down, in a low interest rate market, Susan, uh, the payout rates every month are, are fairly low. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're careful on that. Right. So your conservative nature could actually even cause a bigger problem because you are conservative. Uh, so it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy just in a different way. And that's why you have to be very careful with it. I think you also have to have a plan put together for you first before you can see if this is even your plan's going to show you where the problems might lie and where the opportunities are in your investment selections. That's pretty much what we do. And sometimes an immediate annuity is actually the right solution. I, I like this article that we have posted up on our website for today. Um, you guys can go out and read it at scfinancialgroup.com because it does talk about both the advantages and the disadvantages. And for some folks, I mean it, they want their retirement to be kept simple. Maybe they have other assets that can complement this, but they don't want to take a lot of market risk. They just want to get through their retirement with some peace. And I get that. I respect that. Yeah, no, I think, uh, um, I think there's always something out there you can buy. Yeah. I think there's always something out there that you can place together in, in some particular way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I, the question is, is it right for the client? And, you know, I, I know we've, we're trying not to get up on our soapbox too much here, but that makes me want to climb up on this whole fiduciary soapbox that's running around these days that somehow if you it, and, and we are fiduciaries mm-hmm. here yeah we have and and we can also do brokerage accounts and non-fee-based accounts people don't understand that term and they they're putting so, a lot of trust into that here's the one thing and Susan, i'm concerned about that too here's the one thing is that if you're licensed to do investments and you're fiduciary and commission-based, and you're licensed as an insurance agent, and you can offer long-term care, and you can offer regular insurance, and you know all these different things. If you are fully licensed in that way, now what you're doing is you're pulling things off the shelf for your client because there's no hindrance to what you're offering. And that's what I'm driving at. And, and that's the big thing. But uh, uh, if you want to give us a call, please do, 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. If you want to call into the show with a question, we'd love to take it. Right now, we're going to go to our first call. We're going to go to Ted in Seattle. Hey, Ted, how are you? Very well, thanks. Have yeah, a, thanks for calling. Head question. Mark, my pleasure. It's been fun listening to you. Thank uh, you. But more than fun. It's been really enlightening. Uh, so I just uh, had a meeting clarifying some of the terms of sale for my business. Okay. And I've been offered a chance to leave a half a million behind as a mezzanine loan. Uh, okay. And the, at, at 10%. I mean, it's like unthinkable rate. Okay. 
Sure. I would then just take those payments and roll it back a month at a time back into my regular investment accounts. But since I'm investing right. in me, right. I feel really confident. Uh, and since that doesn't amount to, but not to make light of this, but it's maybe 30% of my investment opportunity, Okay. Uh, you know, I realize there's some risk there, but because I'm investing in a business that I already run that I'll be staying on to run, does that not make some great sense? That's a great it question. It seems too uh, easy. Uh, that's why I'm asking. It seems too simple yeah. <laughs> to be true. Yeah, well, well, here, here's the thing is uh, what I'm curious on is obviously the, the mezzanine is is it so it's subordinated to the equity. Is there any other equity that's correct. out there? Is that correct? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So, and then how about the senior debt, which falls below the mezzanine level? Is there, is there any other, how is, how are the financials put together at the company? I guess is what I'm asking. Well, uh, it's actually an all cash business. There is no debt apart from the purchaser. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, it's ultra, ultra clean. (laughs) I gotcha. Yeah. No, I mean, here's the thing is that it was okay. So you don't have to worry about, the cash flow issues down the road type of thing doesn't sound like not up front you know of course not you can a, you can hand a, a healthy puppy over to someone sure. and end up <laughs> right so, that's exactly I, I recognize yeah. that, that that's you know the nature of the big risk right but i guess uh, uh am, am i missing something or is this just kind of a fantastic opportunity that's being offered who has your has your attorney taken a good look at what what your um what your rights would be if the if the loan was not paid back? Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it's a reasonable concern. Uh, the likelihood is so small, uh, but yeah, there's there's a risk. I'd be in second place to the you know bank portions of the loan, and you know mm-hmm. I've uh, I closed a defined benefit plan once, and. Uh, I had put in about two hundred thirty thousand, and by the time all the uh, uh, employees' uh, projected interest was paid out, I got about a hundred five back of my money. So I'm 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 uh, not entirely risk averse, right? Uh, <laughs> I got you. But it seems like yeah. for that for that interest rate, it might be worth leaning out and taking that. If it was a uh, you know six percent loan, even that would be attractive, but nothing like ten. Right. Let me let me ask you this, Dad. Did uh, you said it's about thirty percent? Is that correct? Uh, the five hundred thousand would represent about thirty percent of what I've got. Right. So it's, it's so the, not a small sum. No. So the question is, uh, would you sell that company for thirty percent, or I'm sorry, uh, five hundred thousand dollars less? But would I sell it for five hundred thousand dollars less? Yeah. Would you sell uh, it? Would you still be okay with the pricing, with the with the partner or with the uh, the situation that you currently have with the deal right now, or would you uh, say that, that was extremely low ball? Come back or, oh, yes, uh, exactly. I see what you're saying. No, I uh, we've kind of arranged things uh, to be able to live very simply. Our our total outgo in a month, uh, you know, is is nothing like what I earn right now. So uh, we sure. can get by on very little. If I had a million bucks of asset to invest in cash i'd be absolutely fine i got you okay you know i, I from, guess in a, to answer your question yes or no i could lose the million dollars or half a million and and still make my life work it would just be okay. really disappointing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah that's that's the thing well you know i'm going to be uh 
Uh, let me tell you something that just happened here recently is we had one of our clients yes, who sold a business. And and they basically uh, were in a very similar scenario. And they were trying to figure out what's the right amount of rate for that risk. And yeah. it came back to be we had calculated at actually 10%. Okay. The reason why is you have to think of it like it used to be called junk bonds, and then nobody liked that name, so then they changed it to high yield, right? Um, and yeah. and so then what better. happens? Yeah, it sounds better, right? Uh, and then so for a high yield investment, based on what you're talking about, that's about the right range. Um, okay. The Just question the always that risk more. That's correct, and so okay. the question is always. Um, you know, what's a fair rate for my risk? I mean, I can give you a different investment that only pays six, but the risk is adjusted to the rate. So if you're okay taking the risk in this situation, there's nothing wrong with you doing that as long as you know what the risk is for the 10 rate. Uh, so obviously the 10 rate doesn't equal a 2% treasury or a, you know, three and a half percent corporate double A. So that's the reason why I'm okay with you doing that. And if you, if you realize what the real risk is there against your, your long-term happiness and retirement based on all the hard work, it sounds like you put into this company, uh, then, then I don't, I don't think there's a, it's a bad financial decision. I just think it's a decision based on risk. Now, the one thing that we have seen in this office is I have seen those deals go south mm-hmm. because somebody mismanages what was, as you said, uh, a pretty healthy company when you're handing it over, even on a right. cash flow well, basis. And maybe that's the difference here is that, uh, for the three of the five years that were four years that they'll have my money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still retain some interest as well because I'm going to stay on for at least two years, maybe three. That's uh, different. But during that time, uh, since I'm still running the business, it gives me a lot more confidence. But also I met with the buyers, and the first question out of one of their mouths was, uh, can you just teach us first, first things first, how not to kill it? <laughs> and I thought, okay, <laughs> great attitude. Right. Great attitude. Gr- growth is coming, but the first thing they want to know is how not to screw it up. And it, it gave me, uh, it was that conversation that, that kind of led me to want to go ahead and leave that half a million in as a loan. Yeah. No, I, I think you're, I think you're in safe zone on that. I don't, I don't think that's a okay. problem. So I, I'm not, uh, I'm not missing something other than the regular risk that I think no, articulated. It, it's really, Here's the thing is that if, if there was an analyst on that particular investment that you're talking about, and obviously it's not because yes. it's a private deal, but if there was an analyst on it, they would actually analyze the risk based on their knowledge of what's going internally on the financials and the company and, and what the future looks like, et cetera. For you, um, you know, you know better than anybody inside what that risk is really going to be. So I would say if I you feel comfortable on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you feel comfortable, you know the real risks. You're not missing anything just because it's a 10 payout. Um, it's really right. your assessment of the risk inside for the 10 payout. And what it sounds like to me f- is is that you think that's a great deal. Uh, yeah. I, well, just because, again, I'm, I'm investing in me, and I've done right. pretty well the last 35 years. So, um, yeah. So, Ted, what's the number of years that the um, the loan is for? Four. Four years, and you're thinking you'll be yeah. there for two to three years. Okay. Yeah. So by the, the time you leave there, for two. 
Oh, you have a contract for two. Okay, great. Yeah. So by by the time, so you're halfway to 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 the finish line before any real risk starts to and, emerge. And there's no debt, Susan. So right, it's yeah. right. Yeah. The only the only other risk would be is if there's going to be um, a key man. That's uh, I'm using that term from insurance. That's going right. to be replacing you at year three. It would be just whether or not that person is so vital to the company's continuance that you might want some kind of key man insurance on that person just as a hedge Got for it. those two years. Yeah. yeah, I've had that on me for the last 15, probably. There you go. Um, there you go. It would be a reasonable oh, thing well, to ask for. Oh, this is great. I, I so appreciate your, your combined ears, and thank you for taking my call. You are welcome. Great, great question. Thanks for calling, right. in. we appreciate it. Bye now. Okay. All Bye-bye. right, take care. Uh, if you'd like to be next in line, AM 770 KTTH, Retirement Freedom, that's where we are, 800-465-8770. Once again, that's 800-465-8770. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we'll take some more calls. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, our, perspective, our perspectives on different parts of the market as well as different types of uh, solutions. That's so, right. Listen, Retirement Freedom, AM 770, KTTH, 800-465-8770. Stay with us. Be right back. You're listening to Retirement Freedom. Retirement Freedom is live call-in radio designed to help you understand the world of investments and answer your personal financial questions. The lines are open for your calls at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Shane and Susan will be right back. Did you know the type of account you open with a financial firm could affect how you communicate with them as well? There are some accounts that require your financial advisor to call you with every investment decision to be made. This includes making a trade on a difficult market day when the advisor recommends to sell a position. If you are not available, then the trade does not occur without your approval. A discretionary advisory account, however, allows you to designate your financial advisor as a fiduciary to make prudent investment decisions on your behalf. This allows the advisor to make decisions during all hours without your direct okay on each trade made. If you would like your advisor to manage the account to do the best of their abilities and not call you during your me time, then give SC Financial Group a call. 425-451-2950. That's 425-451-2950. Securities offered through Cataray Grant and Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Hi, this is Susan Carter. As a listener to our show, you know that we cover a broad range of topics, and I truly enjoy the live call-ins. We understand, however, that not everyone is comfortable coming on the air to talk about personal finances, and we want to make sure you get your questions answered. Serving our community by providing this educational show is just one way we help. We also offer free financial consultations and provide you a personal retirement analysis at no charge. Feel free to call us anytime during the week if you'd like to have a question answered or request your own personal consultation. The floor is yours, so give us a call at our office, 425-451-2950, or simply visit our website, scfinancialgroup.com, and you can type in your request there. Thanks again for listening today, and I hope we'll hear from you soon. Securities offered through Cataray Grant & Company Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. 
Welcome back, everybody. Retirement Freedom right here on AM 770 KTTH. I'm Shane Kloniger. Susan Carter here with me. 800-465-8770 if you want to call in the show. It could be on any question. Uh, obviously, we just got a question from Ted out of Seattle on the mezzanine loan. So uh, as, as you can see, we're happy to take really any question, and it, uh, hopefully we're, help, we're helping out in some level. Uh, and so it could be on 401Ks, IRAs, pensions, annuities, stocks, bonds, real estate. I don't... It, even it, insurance. Even insurance. <laughs> it's up to you. Whatever you want to talk about, but no Bitcoin. That's what I'm saying. No Bitcoin. <laughs> no Bitcoin. You can read all you want on that, all the crypto yeah, you want. Knock yourself there. out. Yeah. Uh, so once again, that's 800-465-8770. We have some lines open if you want to call in. Our, uh, our format on this show, it has been for the last, uh, in our ninth year now for retirement freedom here in the Pacific Northwest, is always you come first. Our callers always come first. We'll talk about a topic until uh, you want to change the topic. <laughs> uh, I was playing, uh, uh, you ever play Crazy Eights? Oh, yeah. You know, when you, you follow suit and then all of a sudden somebody slaps it. Uh, you know, there's a heart that goes down and you had a dime and that's it. You're going to hearts. Right. I was playing that the other day with my uh, with my uh, nephew. So uh, if, you, if you are calling in and that is the case and somebody before you calls and is talking about IRAs, you can completely change direction. It does not have to have any make any sense to it whatsoever. There's no flow. There is no flow to the show. <laughs> there never has been, nor will there ever be. No. Uh, so once again, 800-465-8770. Maybe you come across something that's confusing to you. As we're talking about in the first quarter of the show when Susan and I were discussing uh, some things that are slightly irritating us uh, as far as uh, what we would consider misinformation or assumptions mm-hmm. that are being made out there. And uh, it's just not true. So make sure you vet it out. Make sure uh, you know you, you you talk to people and you you come to some conclusion for yourself. Because here's the one thing that Susan and I have always we have always recognized when we have folks who come in to see us is if you're not confident and comfortable with the plan, the investment, the income strategy, you're not going to be comfortable in retirement either. So make sure you work with a firm that's willing to educate you and explain things to you as you go along. Uh, I can think of lots of folks we work with over the last decade that, um, you know, they basically uh, came in with no knowledge whatsoever of investing. And I would say they're pretty darn smart when it comes to their own financial planning, their own income strategies, and their own investments that they own. Well, that's and, the beauty uh, of working with a client year over year is that you can watch the, their own knowledge base growing. And I love that when clients now have a full grasp of what their their strategy is. And, you know, the greatest thing about that is is that if their strategy is proper to their personality, their comfort with risk and and volatility, mm-hmm. they hold firm and they don't freak out when the market starts getting jumpy. Yeah, it's you know it works for everybody, so it pays off for you to become educated as well, so that you pick a strategy that should be one of your first goals is to pick a strategy that you can remain calm in when the market is not being calm. You know what? I'm going to let everybody in on a secret: the investments shouldn't come first we say that often i'm not sure that's the, a secret anymore shane the, on, on, <laughs> at I'm least ma- on this show i'm making it a secret yeah and now okay. I'm, I'm i'm letting everybody know <laughs> the design work comes first Absolutely. and then the investments and i'm gonna let you on another secret the investing part is the easy part 
It is the easy part. The hard part is matching the right investment with you and the right combinations and what it does and what are the risks and what, how it's all going to unfold over the years that you're retired, how it fits into your family transfer of wealth, how it's, you know, how it evolves over time to help give you a, a, an increased standard of living against inflation. All of these things matter. Mm-hmm. And it comes in the original work that you do to create a design and a plan that you feel comfortable with. Here's the other secret is the plan will change. That's why we review it with our clients at least annually, sometimes even more. It depends on how fast your life is changing. So this is the important part of the step that you have to take. The first step is a retirement analysis. Guess what? We do it complimentary and we don't, we don't make light of it. This isn't just a two pager. We say, okay, here you go. This is what it looks like. Now let's jump to the investments. We're, we spend a fair amount of time with everybody we work with up front to say, this is your picture. This is what's going on. These are the x-rays in your financial situation. This is how we fix it. Uh, these are all the things that we've put into our process. Susan and I have both put into our process over the years, um, and we're pretty proud of that fact. Uh, because it's real. It's reality. It's not just, hey, I want to sell you an annuity or a mutual fund or a stock or a bond. We start from there. Well, those, those components are important. Don't get me wrong. The performance and the investments are important, but that's just not everything. No, you have there's, to start with creating context first. There's more to it. Yeah. Um, so we have a, we have another caller. Let's go to, uh, uh, let's go to, uh, Herb and Linwood. Hey, Herb, how are you? You'll be coming back. Can you hear me, Herb? Yes. Oh, welcome to the show. Retirement freedom. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, did you have a question on? You said insurance and inflation. Am I understanding that right? Well, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that I have two smart people who know more about money than I do. Well, are they in the room there with you? <laughs> no, I am listening and saying yes. They have answers. And they also have the activity of, but nobody knows about tomorrow. And Correct. And that is it. So I listen to a guy by the name of Peel, who is on a different station, sometimes on this station, uh, who says he has an insurance activity that covers inflation as a guarantee when it goes up, it'll go up. When it goes down, if market goes down, that it will not go down. And it mm-hmm. sounds like a fantastic solution to a problem. And then when you get done on that conversation, we'll talk about real estate. So okay. are you considering uh, making this type of an, an investment? I think what you're talking about is an in, is an indexed annuity. Well, uh, Peel offers insurance that uh-huh. he says is uh, always, it has the one qualifier, obviously, uh, the strength of the company. And so who mm-hmm. knows what mm-hmm. the strength of any company is. Uh, there's an outfit called General Motors that one day went, went a negative. There's an outfit called General Electric that was when you bought a General Electric stock, you were buying a mutual fund and it was always going up and that changed and it went away. So uh, how do we, how do you know where where you're safe even with an insurance company? Well, well, here's the thing with insurance companies is you want to take a look at the rating on the AM Best rating, okay, because they're the, really yeah. the only rating agency that understands the true internal components of an insurance company, in my personal opinion. Uh, so that, that's one thing you want to look at. But more importantly is 
besides that whether they're A rated or A plus rated, I'm assuming it's those and uh, I wouldn't go below that to be honest with you, especially in an indexed annuity account or an insurance account because if you go below that and, and most of that insurance is held in what's called the general account, that makes it uh, available to creditors. So you want to make sure it's a high quality a company that you're working with regardless of the rates that they're offering. But uh, secondly there is you know, uh, there's a lot of insurance agents that will offer and talk about variations around the S&P 500. They're not securities licensed. They'll talk about different components around uh, here. You know what? This doesn't cost you anything, and and there are no fees with this fixed indexed annuity, and it can only go up, 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 and up. Well, if that's the case, then how is the insurance company making any money? How is the agent getting paid commissions? So. You know, from our standpoint, we always look at each individual product and company to determine what's going on inside. Um, so I would have to look at the actual insurance, you know, product that he's offering rather than just generics. Uh, because, you know, we, they, they can make all kinds of statements that they want. The bottom line is, is how does it affect you and your pocketbook? And, uh, that's what I would probably look at. Okay. Okay. So, um, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my question is, you're aware that what's going on in the real estate market in the greater Seattle area? Yes, sir. And the word inflation is an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 10% per year is uh, how long can that last? So my question becomes one day when one or two or three large corporate entities decide to move their headquarters away from here, uh, mm-hmm. What is that going to do to the market? Well, it, it sounds like you know supply and demand to me. I mean, obviously that's going to put a lot of pressure on it. Uh, we're already way ahead of the national average as far as real estate prices, highest in the country, and at the moving moment. quickly. And yeah. uh, so the the big issue is you're you're exactly right. Is always going to be uh, what does this bubble look like? Is it a geographical bubble? Is it a national worldwide bubble? what is the case and they all bubbles move at different speeds and there's different catalysts for popping those bubbles. So, um, you know, I mean, I think that's always a risk. Uh, we see this, we saw this from 2008 when people would have come to see us, uh, especially our, our newer clients and is the fact that they were actually part of their retirement was built inside of the equity of their homes. And then all of a sudden they're retired. They still need a place to live, but you can't sell the house. There's no liquidity. And now what are you going to do? So you got to be very careful on where you're placing your bets in those types of scenarios. There is no 20-year, obviously, consistent movement on the real estate markets. So that's uh, that's something you have to be very careful on, obviously. Well, I was inspecting property in the 70s, late 70s, 80s, ah. 2007 and so on, and people were buying property no matter what, and I was saying it's got all kinds of problems, and the answer is yes, but we got to buy because of what's going on, and I kept saying be cautious and know how you're going to do with the problem when set terms change, and they did mm-hmm. change, and I saw a lot of people standing at the mortgage company saying, will you just take it and give let me free? Yeah. That's yeah. right. And that's you're you're exactly right there. And I don't think a whole lot's changed on the underwriting. I think they kind of 
they, they're positioning it that way, but I'm not really sure that's the case. So, but hey, Herb, thanks for your call and your questions. I really appreciate it. I'm going to have to, I got to get to okay. Jeff here before I, but the show closes out. But thank you for your call. I really appreciate it. All right. Let's move on to Jeff if he's ready. Yeah, let's go to Jeff on line two. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Morning, morning. Uh, good, good morning. morning. Um, good. I've got a insurance question that kind of caught me off guard, and uh, I'd like to run it past you to see what you have to say about it. Yeah, shoot. Um, make a long story short, uh car was stolen. and uh, uh, I'm sorry thief, to hear that. Yeah, the thief uh, damaged some city property and also injured a passenger that was riding mm. with him. And wow. now the... Um, city and the uh, passenger are coming back at our insurance company for medical bills and damage. <laughs> you gotta be oh, my me. gosh. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the first time I've heard of that. I, I have heard of, I I've heard of, of situations. I'm aware of that situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard of situations where someone will break into a home and be injured and then and then try and sue the homeowner. Um, I've heard of those before, but this is a this is a new one in a moving vehicle on a uh, an actual crime. And obviously, the driver who was, has stolen your car is probably an uninsured motorist. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sorry to make light of that. Jeff. So uh, Jeff, are you? Um, so where are you in the case? Then are, is the insur- Is your insurance company are they are they going to least? So are, is the car drivable? No, it was it was totaled. It hit oh, a man. telephone pole and and just uh, uh, turned it into a horseshoe. That is awful. I'm sorry and, to hear uh, that, Jeff. So so what happens driver, now with the driver? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're we're in a bit of a leg here. The okay. the um uh. So what I'm curious on is the value of your car versus what they're willing to write you a check for. Are you going to take a little bit of hit there besides the deductible? Are they going to make you pay the deductible? Yeah, the, we're with Geico. I don't want to give them a plug, but they gave us a yeah. uh, really, really nice reimbursement on the value of the car. They okay. gave us, okay. uh, you know, like the current value, high book value, basically, is what they gave us. I know. So we were satisfied with that, even though we, they did take out the deductible. Yeah. yeah. So that's, yeah, but that's, as far as, that's, as far as the legal component of that, yeah, we're not qualified to answer that, but, um, but is, uh, but that, that is shocking that, that that's actually yeah, what's occurring. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've never even heard of that ever. I bet a lot of people don't know that situation. They don't. Yeah. Th- thanks for calling in with that. It. Yeah. Well, the, o- the only good news in that is that because it's not your fault, um, and aside from it being stolen and it was an uninsured motorist, it shouldn't affect your rates. I would hope. And that's why you have the insurance is for the insurance company. I feel bad for the insurance company. It seems unfair, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, they'd, yeah. They'd, cover, they'd cover the costs up to, you know, the limits of our uh, plan. So, oh. but still well, liable for somebody else's actions in a, yeah. a criminal case. That is, like that is bizarre. That's like trying to sue Boeing, you know, for, uh, you know, the 911 situation. Right, right. I mean, because they use their jetliners. Uh, that's right. ridiculous. Yeah, and it I'm is. not a property casualty 
insured uh, insurance person. Right. I do life and health as part of my licensing. One thing I would say is, is it's a good reason why it's a, a great idea to carry an umbrella um, coverage just as a general liability to back you up on your insurance. It's typically fairly inexpensive. And uh, I think you are giving a word to the wise yeah, to pay absolutely. attention in this situation. So. Yeah, yeah I, I'd be curious yeah, to see sure how that not. turns out. Uh, Jeff, if you get a chance when everything kind of settles out, call back in the show. I'd be, I'd like to yeah, hear, hear, to hear how the outcome was. So. Well, I'll let you know. Yeah, I appreciate that. I got to um, guess you're in the city of Seattle. Is that correct? No, I'm in Linwood. Oh. All right. Well, yeah. there you go. You busted my stereotype. The perp, the, perp, <laughs> the, perp, the perp might be from Seattle. We have yeah. it. Yeah. So probably off the Seattle on. Council. I'm not sure. Oh. But, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm just, no, joking, just joking, of course. I don't need all kinds of calls now. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks, Jeff. Uh, Jeff, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. Okay. Wow. What a low blow. That is crazy. You, you, hear, you hear some stories like that occasionally. You're have like, you ever had? Even scratch your head. I mean, have you ever had a car stolen? I've never had a car stolen. Have you? I did. I was attending um, a weekend workshop down uh, in Seattle, mm. um, and I came out of the workshop in the evening, and my car was no longer there. Wow! It it it, it was. Kind did you of, walk around for a while, try to figure out where you parked? I I was like, okay, wait a minute. I remember distinctly going out and putting my coat in the car at oh, lunchtime. Oh, yeah. So I had a real firm idea. Did of you it. think maybe it was just towed? Uh no. Yeah. I uh, I pretty much figured it out pretty fast. Yeah. But it took me several days to get the car back and I wasn't even sure I wanted it back when I saw the condition it was in. Yeah. It's I mean not as bad as Jeff's situation. I'm just I'm thankful actually. They had a couple uh they had a couple detectives on it trying to track it down. Uh actually I found some things in the car and I took them to the city of Seattle and they did track them down. Really? Yeah. I was just joking cuz the Big Lebowski. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, yeah. You seen mean, that car? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that movie. You find a yeah. uh you find a, you know, yeah. a high school kid's paper stashed <laughs> in the seat there, did you? It's like big clue. Larry? I did find I did find some yeah. papers in the trunk, which is yeah. interesting. So uh Wow. At any what an rate, experience though. Yeah, I I was so mad about it though that I I took it all down to the city of Seattle. Well, when Jeff said Jeff said the insurance company name Geico, I, I just started laughing a little bit inside because we all know what happens at your house when the giant Geico sign is oh, flown yeah. <laughs> over your house, which is Susan has parrots, uh, and this one just goes absolutely nuts. He's sure that that Geico <laughs> plane with that big flag behind <laughs> it is Geico's coming to eat him. On. He's like, no, mom, that's an eagle. We were in a meeting. That's once. an eagle. <laughs> we were in a meeting once here at the office and. We see that Geico sign going by, and I, I tell Susan, "Hey, Susan, you might want to go home and, <laughs> and cover that bird up because yeah. we got some problems coming down the pike here." Yep, the furniture's what... moving. <laughs> it you was know. not such you know. a good thing. No, it wasn't. But anyway, uh, hey, for everybody who wants to, uh, uh, we had Daryl Tuttle on last week, and uh, we're actually doing our workshop on May the twenty second. Actually, it's his workshop. He's just having me over as a guest speaker. I'm going to be talking about a lot of these different aspects in conjunction with spousal protection. So if you want to. Uh, come on over. You can sign up at DarylTuttle.com. It's for May 22nd on Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the Bellevue Residence Inn. Go out there, sign up for that. Go to our website at scfinancialgroup.com. Uh, you can always email us and say, hey, I'd like to go to that. Or also check out our financial planning workshop at the end of June now. We pushed it out. And this, one more faith and finance workshop. One more faith and finance. We might actually have, We might. this might be the last one before the summer. Yep. Uh, so you want to take advantage of that. So... 
Yeah, and, and sign up soon so that uh, you can make sure you get to go. Thanks, everybody. See you next weekend. You've been listening to Retirement Freedom with your hosts, Shane Kloniger and Susan Carter, and sponsored by SC Financial Group. If you would like to meet personally to discuss your financial and retirement options, call 425-451-2950 to schedule your free consultation. That's 425-451-2950. And be sure to join us again next Saturday morning at 11, right here on AM 770 KTTH, for another edition of Retirement Freedom. Retirement Freedom.